Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to episode 295 of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And here at the Unpopular Podcast, I'm not asking you to agree with me. I'm asking you to hear me out. We have to decide what the goal is for 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 growth what what do are we proponents of growth growth or are we not that that question that statement was put on display more than ever this week when or last week when Deion Sanders accepted the job or accepted the position of the, for the new head coaching job, well, <laughs> accepted the position as a new head coach for the Colorado uh, Colorado football team. Of course, that means he's leaving or left Jackson State University, which he was there for a couple years. Uh, they did win the, their their championship or their conference championship, so. The question is, what do we want? You see, I talk about a lot. Knowing your worth. And I also talk about a lot how African-Americans don't get a lot of opportunities that Caucasians get. When we talk about the, the, the sports world, when we talk about coaching or something like that. Uh, you you'll see a lot of African American coordinators, but you won't see a lot of head coaches. Same in the college realm, you'll see a lot of African American coaches at, or you know coordinators and stuff, or you'll see a lot of African American coaches at the HBCU level. But when you go to the PWI level, where the big money, you don't see a lot of it. Now that is a problem in and of itself because you know HBCUs and PWIs should be looked at equally, but of course they're not. But that's a different topic for a different day. All I've heard is it, it, it's it's been a it's been a divide. Some people are ecstatic with Deion Sanders accepting the uh, Colorado head coaching position, and some people are upset. Some people think that he turned his back on Jackson State and and he turned his back on the African American community, turned his back on HBCUs. Here's the thing. Not everyone. Here's how do I how do I say this? I'm happy for Deion Sanders, man. It's unfortunate that Jackson State wasn't able to pay him what Colorado is able to pay him, which actually it looks like Colorado probably can't even afford that, but I don't know. But I'm almost sure if Jackson State could afford them could afford it, he would be there. 
You see, we have to look at what he did in his tenured. Uh, I think a damn near perfect graduation rate Sh- shine shined a light that shined a light because his light is so bright because Deion Sanders' light is so bright he was able they were able to shine a light on HBCUs in general. Hell, college game day, ESPN college game day went to an HBCU. For for I went to Jackson State, I believe. Look, I, it doesn't matter. Yes, I'm sure people would love, and I'm sure Deion Sanders would have loved to stay. But what are we? What are we in the head coaching business for? To grow, to elevate, to grow kids, to to be around the sport that you love, and he's still able to do that out of Colorado. No, it's not Jackson State, but. He left Jackson State a better place. And that is all you can ask for from somebody. Look, I'm not caping for, for Deion Sanders, but I do think it's crazy that people say, like, you know, he, he turned his back on the HBCU and, you know, all the HBCU did for him. And look, how is he going to – look, we see coaches move all the time. That, like – that's what it is. I think Deion Sanders had a very successful tenure at at Jackson State because it's ten times better than it was before he got there. People saying he pimped out Jackson State. How? You think Deion Sanders needs Jackson State? Deion Sanders or needed Jackson State? I think. Two things can be said. While you may be disappointed that he left, doesn't mean that he didn't have a positive impact when he was there. And I think he'll have a good impact at Colorado. Colorado ain't seen a winning season in a minute. Been the laugh, one of the laughing stocks of, of the Pac-12 for, for, for a good while. They have a, a storied history but the last couple decades has been tough. And I think that there's nothing that Deion Sanders has shown me that that makes me think it's not going to work. Deion, one thing that 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 coaches need is the ability to connect where there's where their students, where they're where their 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 players are. And I've I have not seen somebody do that better than Deion Sanders. Remember, before Deion went to Jackson State, it was I don't even think they had like more than four wins in like ten seasons. Deion Sanders goes there two, I think, back to back undefeated seasons. National Championship. I think we have to... We have to understand... We have to look at things at face value. And we have to understand what's really... Like, think about it. If your company, wherever you're working, if a if a if another company came and offered you more money, would you not take it? 
That doesn't mean you hate your previous or your 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 the company you're leaving. But wouldn't you take it a, a lot more money at that? Five million a year. You're still able to do what you love. You're still able to make an impact in kids' lives. Why would you not take it? Again, people people say that they 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 they're for growth and elevation, but when it's when it's there, it's just people are. It's tough. I hope I hope nothing but success for Deion Sanders. I really do. And he has done nothing but succeed in Jackson State. I, I again the, the the bigger problem that I have, and it's not has nothing to do with Deion Sanders. It has everything to do with the fact of Jackson State couldn't afford Deion Sanders after long. That and and. The fact of Colorado can a PWI, but Jackson Jackson State couldn't. That's the bigger issue. But I'm happy for Deion Sanders. I wish nothing for but the best for Deion Sanders. And speaking of college football, you know, staying in the college football realm, the Final Four was announced. Number one, you had Georgia. Number two, you have Michigan State. Number three, you have TCU. Number four, you have Ohio State. Now. First and foremost, USC, man. Ah, you picked the worst time to look your absolute worst. They, you know, losing in the Pac-12 championship to Utah badly. I think they lost like 21. I know Caleb Williams got hurt, and I still think that he should probably and will probably win the Heisman. Uh, He just had an electric season, Uh, but... A lot. The biggest question, or the biggest concern, or or gripe that I'm hearing out is is Alabama. So, TCU lost, and USC lost. USC got dropped, or got bounced out. They put Ohio State. A lot of people thought because TCU should have dropped or lost, they would got hopped over by number by two loss team or two loss Alabama team. I'm glad they didn't put Alabama because you can't put a a two loss team in there when you have TCU who's been damn near who who will go down as one loss team. No. No. Mm-mm. Now, do I think that Alabama is better than TCU probably? But and, I, and do I think that TCU has its flaws? I've been very open to saying, you know, TCU has come back from a, a lot of these games. Their defense isn't that good. And their offense, it's a big play offense, but it's not really a – if it doesn't hit the big plays, it's kind of stagnant. However, they're winning. And they, they're, they to me, they deserve to be in the college football playoffs. Uh, yes, I think Bama might be better on any given Sunday, but it just wasn't in the cards. This is the first year. Let me say this, not the first year. I think that, mm, of course, I'll give my official prediction closer to the game, but this really feels like a two... A two-team race, and that is Georgia and Michigan. I think Michigan has been 
arguably the best team this entire season, even though that Georgia and Michigan have uh, both undefeated. Michigan, they can beat you in a lot of ways, man. J.J. McCarthy isn't the most you know special quarterback, but when you have Blake Corm, when you have Devon at or Donovan Edwards, they can just they just lean on you, and when they lean on you. It is a rugged brand of football, and I I felt that way. It's not the fact of, it's not the fact that they beat Ohio State. It's how they beat Ohio State. Is how I knew they beat Ohio State in a way that they haven't beat any other team. Every other team has run the ball, give the ball to Blake Corum, just run, 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 run. That's not how they beat Ohio State. JJ McCarthy made big plays. They were throwing the ball all over the place. And I, and I like Jim Harbaugh. I'm not gonna lie to you. I like Jim Hardball. Uh, Jim Hardball. <laughs> I like Jim Hardball. Uh, I, I do think that, again, I'll give my f- final predictions or, or official predictions closer to the game, but this really feels like, it kind of feels like a one and two, a one and two me. It kind of feels like Georgia, because Georgia with Stetson Bennett, um, it, I can see them. I would say that Georgia had a really bad break going up against Ohio State but when you have Jackson Smith uh Najiba, I forgot his I don't know how to say his last name he's not playing due to the draft you still do have CJ Stroud you have Marvin Harrison Jr who has made some incredible passes or incredible catches it's going to be a tough matchup cuz it's two brands of football uh two different brands of football let me say that but it kind of just it, it kind of feels like it's it's a uh, Georgia and Michigan and I really like Michigan. I like Michigan. Again, I'm gone. This is not an official prediction, but I do like Michigan. I like them a lot. Um, it's just, it just, it just feels good. And no, I don't think Alabama should have been in the national, in the, in the Final Four. They have two losses. Like no, no, no. If that's the case, like then. The whole the whole conference champions or not conference champions the whole regular season shouldn't even matter because it's like how are you going to award somebody that has lost more than another team and have worth like TCU lost for a field goal in on like overtime so there's that let's 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 break down week thirteen of the NFL. Uh, let's start with the Steelers beating the Falcons 19-16. to This is yet another game where Kenny Pickett has surprised me. Kenny Pickett is looking better and better now. Again, the, the Falcons defense hasn't been that good, but they keep looking better and better and better. I will say that. Um, I know that the biggest story out of this game was George Pickens pretty much yelling, talking about give me the ball. There's a time and a place, but like Mike Tomlin, who is rapidly becoming my favorite coach of all time, uh, not the best, but my favorite, said, hey, I, I like that dog in him. I like the fact that he wants the ball. I like the fact that he wants to be more involved. But, you know, we'll work on the maturity. I respect it, man. And and the Steelers are they are not a good team, but they're winning games. They're... They're looking good in, in areas that have question marks. 
Kenny Pickett looks good in, in certain areas. The defense is still the defense, even with you know with T.J. Watt and, and Minka, even though I think Minka's still out. Um, Shout out to the Steelers. The Ravens beat the Broncos 10-9. The biggest storyline of this this game was Lamar Jackson injuring his PCL uh, in the knee. He's going to be out for one to three weeks. Because the the schedule, I think next week they play the Steelers. Um, yeah, next week they play. Actually, are they in a bye week next week? No, yeah, next week they play the Steelers. Then the week after they play. The week after they play the Browns. These are divisional games, so they're going to be big. Uh, so I, I expect them to try to get on the field as as cl- quick as possible. But this again, Tyler Huntley is a good quarterback, but he's not Lamar Jackson, and that, of course, that's simple. But this Ravens team is their whole attack is predicated around and built around Lamar Jackson. And while Tyler Huntley is good at he's a decent quarterback, this offense is built around Lamar Jackson. So they're going to try to run the ball heavy and lean on their defense. But, hell, their defense is one of the biggest reasons why they're giving up a whole bunch of fourth quarter leads. So I do want to see what they look like without Lamar. I, I clearly is not going to be as explosive and it may not even be good to watch, but. I, you know, shouts out to the Ravens for winning at least this game. Tyler Huntley came in and and won them the game. I think got their only touchdown in the game. Shouts out to them at the Broncos, bro. It, <clears throat> Broncos are still the Broncos. Let's just say that. Boy, oh boy. Um, the Packers beat the Bears twenty eight to nineteen. The Packers scored eighteen unanswered fourth quarter points. Um, still Aaron Rodgers, man. <laughs> Again, there's one thing that that you're starting to see is we have first started was going to be Amari Rodgers, uh, but Christian Watson is quickly becoming Aaron Rodgers' go-to guy. Uh, he had what two or three touchdowns on Sunday. It it's a good connection. It looking like a great connection. Um, they're looking better. The biggest problem still their defense. The defense. Excuse me. The defense continues to look bad. Like it's it's not even funny at this point. Uh, but actually, it's, it's it's more shocking than than anything because it's again the names. I say this all the time. The names that they have on this defense should be ten times better than what they are, but they're not. So, but they did score eighteen unanswered points against the Bears uh, in the fourth quarter. By the way, so shout out to the Packers for beating the Bears. The Lions destroyed the Jaguars 40-14. I told you this. I said the Lions are better than their record. The Lions are one of the top-scoring teams in the league, top-scoring offenses in the league. It's just they have had a tough time finishing games. As you see, they finished the game. The Lions are a good. Dan Campbell, you know, they believe in Dan Campbell. Their running game is good. Jared Goff. He's not doing too much sometimes. It's a good it's it's a good team. The defense is really good with Jeff O'Court. Like this is a good team. It's just they need to figure they need to continue to finish games. 
and I'm not saying that they'd be one of the best, but they're better than their five and eleven record. All I'm say about that. Shout out to them. The Browns beat the Texans twenty-seven to fourteen. Of course, we knew Deshaun Watson was coming back. A lot of different mixed reactions. Some people were happy. Some you heard a lot of boos. It, you know, we understand. This isn't this isn't one of those situations where if he just continues to win or they just continue to stop or they just stop talking about it, i.e. like Brett Favre, uh, that it's just going to go away. It's not uh, people, you know, people have opinions and people are going to stick to their opinions and, and ride on their opinions. So let's just talk about the game. He looked, he as in Deshaun Watson, looked exactly how I thought he was going to look. Like a person that did not play football or meaningful football for 700 days. He looked rusty. He looked bad. He didn't throw any touchdowns. He threw a bad pick. Uh, I think he hurt his thumb. It's going to take time uh, to to acclimate yourself back into the game. Two, two Damn near two years is tough to just bounce back with, but... You know, I will say if they played any other team, like a good team, because we all know the Texans are not good. They're one ten and one. Uh, they probably would have lost if they needed Deshaun Watson to be better, but they didn't. The defense is still the defense, and and they won the run game. Nick Chubb was still good. Uh, so shouts out to the Browns. Again, it's going to take Deshaun Watson some time to 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 get a feel back, but they won. The Vikings beat the beat the Jets 27 to 22. A lot of people were saying if Mike White or when Mike White loses, then it should go back to Zach Williams, but I don't agree. Uh yes, he did throw a game-ending interception, but Mike White looked really good the entire game. Like it wasn't I'm not going to say it was he wasn't the biggest reason why he lost. Yeah, he's a big, you know, it was a, he threw probably the pass of his life to Corey Davis. Uh, it He looked, he's a good quarterback. He's not the best, but he's a good quarterback. And I do think, again, they continue to reiterate, he does the simple thing. He makes the simple, he makes the easy things look easy. And you're going, to, you're going up against a team that is, two, at that point, nine and two. And you almost beat them. You almost beat them. So shouts out to the shouts out to the uh, shouts out to Mike White. Shouts out to the Vikings for beating the Jets. The Commanders and Giants ended in a tie. Twenty twenty. Two mid quarterbacks: Taylor Heineke, Daniel Jones. Had a mid off, and it ended in a tie. Both teams, I know the Giants are in the bubble. Washington, the hunt, right outside the bubble. Uh, I know. I'm just. Chase Young should be coming back soon. So we'll see how that looks. And the Giants have not been looking good. I'm going to tell you, the Giants have not looked good. That's all I'll say about that. Uh, The Eagles. Be the Texans thirty-five to ten, but uh, the biggest story out of that game, and actually out of that uh, whole situation, is John Robinson getting fired. Now, John Robinson has a winning record as a GM. I guess they just, you know, they just 
had a bad, you know, they the ownership and the GM just didn't see eye to eye. I mean, you let AJ Brown walk. In fact, you let AJ Brown go, and then he comes back and tortures you. AJ Brown was going crazy on Sunday against the Titans. Not saying you know Traylon Burks is good, but he was out, uh, or he 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 went out with an injury. If you just look at his record, it's good. But, again, there was some organizational things. Some Ryan Tannehill has looked horrible. Like, not horrible, but hasn't really looked good this year. You know? You know? I, I get it, I guess. If you're not just looking at the record, some of the things that have transpired is, is kind of tough. So, but, hey, shouts out to the Eagles. The Eagles look still one of, the, one of, if not the best team in the league. They're 11-1 and one best record. You know, they just continue to keep rolling. That's that's what they're doing. So, shouts out to Jalen Hurts. Shouts out to A.J. Brown and that crew for beating the Titans. The Seahawks beat the Rams 27-23. to Geno Smith statistically is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, he had a little dust-up with Kenneth Walker, I think, on the sideline, but they ultimately won. It's cool. Uh the biggest news out of the Rams was actually what happened yesterday when they, first and foremost, Baker Mayfield got waived by the Panthers. I put I I put this in a video that the it's it's over with for Baker Mayfield as we know it. As far as being a starting quarterback, I don't see that happening again. Being a serviceable quarterback, it could. There has to be some changes to be made. Well, <laughs> the Panthers were like, yeah, no, we've seen enough, brother. You are waived. And he got picked up by the Rams. I don't need to stay on this long because Baker Mayfield has been god-awful. I think he's had the worst QBR in or since they've been tracking QBR, like worst ever, like 18 or something. He's been bad. Uh, I don't know what the Ram- what's going to look like with the Rams. I doubt he's going to get a lot of – well – the rate of the rate in which Matthew Stafford keeps getting concussions, he might play. I don't know, but Baker Mayfield lands on yet another team, former overall pick, which was a reach. You know, it is what it is. So, shouts out to them. Uh, the 49ers beat the Dolphins 33 to 17. Jimmy G breaks his foot. It was originally thought to be season ending, uh, but. Yesterday, I think the doctor came back and said, "Is you know he doesn't need surgery, which would mean it would be season ending. So he doesn't need surgery, meaning he can come back in like seven to eight weeks, uh, which is close to a playoff run. That's going to be big. Uh, their backup quarterback, Mister Irrelevant, he came back. He came in and looked great." Now, I do. I, I was listening to something Dan Orlowski said. It is different when you come in. One, you don't expect to play, but when you come in and you already have the lead. I do want to see what he looks like when you start the game. It's on you. See how it is. But the the 49ers, especially their defense, their defense looked incredible. Like, it, like it's been all year. Uh, this has been the best defensive unit in football this entire – it's been a – it's been a – let me say this. It's been a uh, – I'll say the first half of the season 
was the Cowboys defensive unit as the best unit or defensive unit in football. Now I'll say the 49ers because they're just got Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, Ward. They just look incredible. The story did come out, uh, or not the story, the the Tua didn't play well. Tua didn't play well in the slightest, and the Dolphins lost. I'm going to say it's a one-off because a lot of things that Tua did in that game, not used to. Like, I'm not – he Tua is one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league. He was not accurate in the slightest. Uh, it – he kept overthrowing people, underthrowing people. It just—I'm not saying that that's going to define him, but you know, it just wasn't that good. So, but the 49ers did beat him, and and you know, both teams look really good. Again, I I do want to see what the 49ers, and I'm I'm actually kind of surprised because I thought once I heard that Baker Mayfield was going to get waived, I thought that he could probably get picked up by the 49ers, but they like. Their backup quarterback, uh, Plucky, and they're gonna roll with it. So we'll see. Um, the biggest game, which I don't understand why it was four o'clock, but the biggest game was the Chiefs losing to the Bengals, twenty-seven to twenty-four. Joe Burrow was playing some of the the best football in the league. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, or he's played himself into one of the best quarterbacks in the league conversation. Uh, he he's been great, and this is this is the 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 Bengals that we saw make it to the Super Bowl last year. High octane offense, Joe Burrow making precise passes, making passes nobody else could make outside of maybe a few people. Uh, you know, you still have T. Higgins, even though J- one thing I will say though, this team looks dr- a lot different from last team because of the run game as far as, or. Last year, the team was more of a finesse running, and and that's no offense to Joe Mixon, but Joe Mixon isn't a strong, bruising running back. Now that you have P.J., you know, Samaji P. Ryan in place of Joe Mixon while he's hurt, he brings a level of physicality that this team hasn't really had. And, of course, Jamar Chase wasn't even playing, and they still won. You add on Jamar Chase. Actually, I'm sorry. Jamar Chase came back, and they won. You still have Jamar, you have Jamar Chase, you have T. Higgins, you have Tyler Boyd. Now you have Samaj P. Ryan and Joe Mixon when he gets back. That is a tough, tough offense to stop, especially when it comes with the physicality that it has not had. Uh, and I, I don't think it's I, – I don't – one thing that's been concerning me and that's always been a concern for this Kansas City Chiefs team is their defense. Their defense gives up way too many big plays and way too many clutch plays. To the point where their offense cannot make a mistake. If their offense makes a mistake, i.e. a turnover, i.e. when, you know, uh Travis Kelsey turned the ball over, had to turn had the fumble. You can't do that with this defense. Cause they're they're not going to I mean, yes, you have Chris Jones, but that's and, and Carlos Dunlap, but that's pretty much it. You have to you you can't do that. So shout out to the Bengals uh for being the Chiefs. The Raiders beat the Chargers 27 to 20. I went up against a uh, personal note. I went up against Devontae Adams in, in fantasy. The man, gave, the man put 39 on 39 himself on my head. That's crazy. Mm. Again, the Raiders kind of like 
kind of like the the dolphin, not dolphins. Kind of like the Detroit Lions in the sense of they're better than their record. I mean, that's not true. That's not true. The Raiders are better as far as a roster than their record. They, they're not. They're not. They are exact. They are all of five and seven. Uh, but they did beat the Chargers. Josh Jacobs has been running rampant for the past few weeks. Uh, the connection to Devonta Adams and or Derek Carter, Devonta Adams is getting stronger. I do think that. We've probably seen the last of Darren Waller in the in in Vegas. I think they're gonna try to trade him, but the Chargers, man, it's look. I get it, man. I do get it. I get it. You have just Justin Herbert. You have Keenan Allen. You have Austin Eckler, but this team should be better than six and six, even with all the injuries that they sustained. This team should be better than six and six. That's all I'm saying. Uh, the Colts, <laughs> the Cowboys beat the Colts 54 to 19. I'll go on to limb and say that the Cowboys currently is the second best team, not just record wise. I'm saying my opinion. They're the second best team in the, in the, in the North, uh, in the NFC. I, I, I will say that it, it kind of go, I kind of go back and forth between the Cowboys and the 49ers, but I'm going to give, you know, I give. Even with Jimmy G healthy, I give Dak Prescott sort of a, a an advantage there. But this Cowboys team is great, man. Like, and I know it's the Colts, and the Colts kind of imploded, but the Cowboys are good. And I would not be—I'll be shocked if they don't at least make it to the NFC Championship. So. But shouts out for the to the Cowboys beating the Colts, and it's just it's it's again CD Lamb has looked good. The running game has still looked good. Like it's the defense is still the defense. Michael Part Minka Parsons still looks like he probably won play of the or defensive player of the year. It's 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 been some, it's been something to see. I'll tell you that. And Sunday night football, uh, oh no, Monday night football. I'm sorry, the Broncos. Not Broncos. The Buccaneers beat the Saints seventeen to nineteen or seventeen sixteen. To me, this is more of the Saints blowing this game than the Bucks. Shouts out to Tom Brady. I think having the most uh, comeback wins, being down sixteen to three and coming back and winning in the four or you know, it, but the Saints, the Saints imploded. Man, the Saints suck. The Saints, if you're a good team, if you consider yourself a good team, a playoff team, a championship-lated team, or a team that has championship aspirations, you cannot be up 16 to 17 or 16 to 3 and lose the game 16 to 17, even if Tom Brady's on the other side. Yo, the Bucks did not look good for three hours. It was that last few minutes in the last quarter that they just came alive, but the Bucks did not look good in the slightest. But the Saints folded. So. There's that. Uh, that is my breakdown of week 13. And with that breakdown, I did want to give my uh, NFL rankings, my top five in the NFL MVP, NFL MVP rankings. Uh, there's been a lot of great people. Lamar Jackson still should be in conversation, even though with the whole injury and, and we know the, the Ravens record and everything, even though they're, they're still on the top of the AFC, uh, AFC North. There's been some 
some really, Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson should be up there. Uh, it's it's <laughs> there's been there's been some really good NFL play. Hell, even though I think he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year, I do think Minka Parsons can be up there for MVP discussion. But here's my top five MVP talks right now. Number five, I have to go with Tua. Tua Tagovailoa. Even though he did struggle, they did struggle on Sunday. They're eight and they're eight and four. They have one of the most prolific offenses in the league. He he's again. I, I even though it didn't happen on Sunday, he's still one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league. And he had when when McMillan and has this offense going, it's going, and that a lot of that is due to Tua. I like Tua, man. Even though again he had a bad outing, I I still have him as number five. Uh, my MVP list. Number four, I have Geno Smith. Again, I know it's not the most flashy pick, but again, think about it. When we went into this season, the Seahawks just traded Geno Smith for, or just traded Russell Wilson for Geno Smith and a whole bunch of stuff. Not Geno Smith, Drew Locke. And there was a there was an, a quarterback competition between Drew Locke and Geno Smith. Now, if you look statistically, Geno Smith is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Passing percentage, passing touchdowns, uh, touchdown interception, or touchdown to turnover ratio. Game uh, winning. He just had a game winning touchdown to DK Metcalf on Sunday. He is one of the statistically one of the best quarterbacks in the league. That is Geno Smith, and I have him at number four. Number three, I have Joe Burrow. Do you remember? Hell, there's a bit. There's a reason why I wasn't sure, and I didn't think that the Bengals were going to make the playoffs, and it didn't look like they were going to make the playoffs early on. A lot of it with Jamar Chase missing the time that he missed. Joe Burrow has still looked great. Joe Burrow looks like one of the, they just beat the Chiefs. Joe Joe Burrow looks like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, definitely looked top five in my opinion. He's he's he has he's quite a lot of doubters. Let's say that, especially the people that doubt how he was going to look coming out of uh, LSU. He silenced the doubters. Joe Burrow looks good. Looks incredibly good. I'm I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. Shouts out to Joe Burrow, but I have him at number two or three. Number two, I have Jalen Hurts. <sighs> look. I will admit when I'm wrong about something. I have no problem in doing that. I was wrong about Jalen Hurts. I thought Jalen Hurts was just a running quarterback. I thought that if you, if a team if if a team's going to beat the Eagles or beat Jalen Hurts, make him throw the ball, he has proven me wrong tremendously. Like he has been absolutely fantastic. Shouts out to Jalen Hurts. I mean, no, not Jalen. Shout, yeah, shouts out to Jalen Hurts. He has been. I mean, they're eleven and one. A lot of that is due to him. Yeah, that's a great team. The offense is good. The defense is good. But a lot of that is his connection with AJ Brown, his connection with Devontae Smith, his connection with you know Miles Sanders and the run pass option offense. It boy or RPO, boy, it is tough. And he is he is great. I have Jalen Hurts at number two, and number one I have Patrick Mahomes. Yes, I know they're nine and three, but. Patrick Mahomes is putting up yet another historic season as far as numbers, as far as stats, as far and, and this is without or losing. This is a season after losing Tyreek Hill. 
this this man, Patrick Mahomes, is different. Patrick Mahomes is having one of those type seasons, and that's why I have him as number one as my MVP uh, right now, at least. Uh, so to go back, number five, Tua. Number four, Geno Smith. Number three, Joe Burrow. Number two, Jalen Hurts. Number one in my MVP ranking currently is Patrick Mahomes. Now, I do think that Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts are really close, uh, but we'll see who wins then. Uh, let's let's move forward. I just had to shout out Anthony Davis, man. I, just like everybody, has been hella crucial when we talk about Anthony Davis. And rightfully so. Anthony Davis has not looked good this entire, or wasn't looking good this entire season. Of course, we know about the injury history. We know about the back soreness that he has now, or had now. Anthony Davis, one of the biggest reasons why the Lakers were struggling is because Anthony Davis was not playing to the ability that we thought he was. Uh, he just, it, it just, it wasn't good. And hell, they were like two and eight, two and ten at one point with Anthony Davis playing. It just didn't look good. I will say this. The last, what, five, six, maybe seven games, Anthony Davis is on a tear. He just had 55 against the – 55 and, like, 17 against the Wizards. The man's averaging, like, 35 points in the last, like, seven games. This – now, I'm not going to go as far as say he is at this current time. But there was a question when, you know, both of them were on their rise. There was a question – as to who was better between Giannis Antetokounmpo and Anthony Davis. And I was on the side. It was a very, to me, it was a very hard question. And I kind of sided with Anthony Davis. I will say this. Is Anthony Davis better than Giannis? No. I do not think Anthony Davis is better than Giannis. Even this current iteration of Anthony Davis that we're seeing is not better than Giannis. I do think that Anthony Davis is more skilled than Giannis. I think he's a better shooter than Giannis. I think that he's has better handles than Giannis. Of course, defensively, it's kind of a toss-up, especially with Giannis and his, his rim, you know. But I do think that this, the Anthony Davis that we currently see these last few games, is the Anthony Davis that you could have an argument as to is he better than Giannis? And this this is the one where I had to question, like, I don't know, man. Because Anthony Davis, I remember saying when, when, I, when I was doing my MVP for the NBA so far, I said, let's not fail to mention Anthony Davis. And he, hell, this is one of the biggest reasons why Perk had him as, like, an MVP favorite coming in. Because he's he's been playing incredible, bro. He has been playing great. Anthony Davis, in his last, I'll say, five to seven games, has been the best player in the league. That's even with with Luka. That's with Giannis. Steph going crazy still. Anthony Davis has been the best player in the league these last five to seven games. And I wanted to give that a shout-out. And lastly, before we go, baseball offseason is here. And it's already started off with a bang. Trey Turner goes to the Phillies for like 11 years, $300 million. Cody Bellinger goes to the Cubs. Jacob DeGrom goes to the Rangers. Justin Verlander goes to the Mets. I do think that was big for the Mets, seeing as though they did just lose DeGrom. Uh, and while, yes, it's uh, – again, you, you understand – there's two thoughts – 
it's like, yes, last year Verlander did win the Cy Young, I believe, or a year before he won the Cy Young. So he's still good hell, and he was one of the big reasons why the Houston Astros did just win yet another champion or World Series. However, he will be 40 when he's in the opening, you know, opening game, which is kind of old. But but you do get him for two years, so I get that. And you don't have the lengthy contract that Jacob Degrom holds, even though Jacob Degrom is still good. You don't have that lengthy contract. The biggest name, of course, is Aaron Judge, where he's going to go. I know. I think the number the the two the two uh, leaders right now in that Aaron Judge boat is the the San Francisco San Francisco team and the New York Yankees. What San Francisco? Uh, why is the team's name escaping? Good God Almighty! The San Francisco San. Why? Giants. I'm sorry. The San Francisco. I'm tired, guys. I apologize. But the San Francisco Giants. I know uh, John Heyman came out and was like, he's going. You know, Aaron Judge is signing with the Giants and had to back it up and say, oh, no. Nah. I mean, he's headed there, like, for an interview or something. I don't know. I will say this, though. I. <laughs> we'll talk about it when Aaron Judge makes a decision, but I promise you one thing that's in the back of Aaron Judge's mind is how this whole money thing played out with New York a year or a year before. So I'm going to say about that. But, you know, it has been a very interesting MLB offseason, and it's just going to get even more interesting. Again, a team that won 111 games Lost two of their lost two of their top few players. Now, yes, you still have Mookie Betts, you still have Freddie Freeman, you still have uh, Clayton Kershaw, but you lose Cody Bellinger. Now he has struggled recently, but you lose Cody Bellinger and you lose Trey Turner. He's one of the best shortstops. I'm um, hey, we'll see how that goes. But uh, once Aaron Judge makes a decision, we'll talk about it. And there you have it. That has been today's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. I appreciate you guys. If you want a popular podcast, hurt, sweater, hoodie, long joggers, long sleeve, the link is in the description below. I have multiple different colors, multiple different designs. Get your Unpopular Podcast merch today. Also, please subscribe to if you're listening. Please subscribe to if you're watching. It definitely means a lot to me. And until next time, much love. Yeah. That's man T, man. T at dot com, bitch. <laughs> Tip, fuck with your boy. Hey, that is my brother's, ladies and gentlemen, T.I. And he is the king, bitch. Don't get that shit twisted. And me, I am the best rapper alive, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. This is the Drought 3, and it's been a minute since I've rapped on a Manny Fresh beat. But, uh... I guess I go ahead on and show these niggas what to do with one of your beats, man. 
Listen, I like my seat down low in my windows like they crack. Riding with a bad hoe, with a girlfriend in her back. I like to get real high and I never look back. And you don't wanna try me, don't I look strapped? I come from the hardest city, ain't nobody fucking with it. Got a black and gold soul with a fresh New Orleans fitted and a collar polo and a pair of ballet bucks. Young money, motherfucker, know you're worried about us. Cash money, motherfucker, see them all I trust. Never had my jaw broken, but it's jaw I bust. And I probably got your girlfriend on my bus. What happens on my bus stays on my bus. And that white widow weed out the jar is a must. If you give me a cigar, then a cigar I bust. Put that white widow weed in the cigar and puff. Look, my, I'm trying to make a porno starring us. Well, not just us, a couple foreign sluts. Yeah, we can make this a menage touring, darling. I be with Jim Jones and we be balling, balling. Yeah, baby, we ballin' like Rawlins and Spalding. Pine of DJ screwing that Hawaiian. I am leaning like a three-legged lion. Climbing right to the top of the motherfucking mountain. Counting. I'm gonna need me in the accountant to count it. Man, they got this fucking beat pounding. It's pounding, but it was just lost until I found it. I found it. Stole it like a scoundrel. Holly Grove hound it. Put this bitch to sleep. Fucking right, I night down it. Niggas talking cheap. Tell them niggas pipe down, bitch. Bloods in the building and I everybody soundless. Beating up the track like a motherfucking round fist. Blind, deaf, or crazy. I'ma spit like a long kiss. I am just a Martian. Ain't nobody else on this planet. I know. See, I live by my only. Say, where my cheese, nigga? Where my macaroni? Baby, I get up in the ass and act a donkey. Candy on candy, nigga, gripping the grain. See, I am the only fire that can live in the brain. I am so, so new Orleans, like 1825 Tulane. <laughs> yeah, see, you gotta be from New Orleans, you know the fuck I'm talking about. And if you don't, fuck you. I say what I want.